It's Wednesday, so you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. Hey, you can listen to me any day of the week. You can listen online at WRTFM.org, at the A Public Affair podcast, or on the WORT smartphone app. If you like what you hear, click the donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places. Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday, so that means you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird, and you are listening to the lovely, fantastic A Public Affair on WORT. I want to remind you, A Public Affair and WORT are part of volunteer-powered, listener-sponsored community radio here at WORT 89.9 FM Madison, and it is the kickoff of Pledge Week. So um, we really so appreciate everyone for listening and supporting all the fabulous things that we're doing. We're going to do some pledge wrapping a little bit, um, but we're going to kick off the show right away. But want to remind you, if you want to support the work that we're doing, we would love to have you pledge. Any amount makes a huge difference at area code 608. 256-2001 256-2001 extension 1 or you can also pledge online at wortfm.org and we're looking for five new pledges today um so i know we're going to make our goal we'll we'll get back to that in a second but let's get to what's so great about pledge week is all right we talk about some heavy topics and blah 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 news blah 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 i know we all listen i listen i love my show but pledge week is the time to like celebrate and have a conversation about what is so fabulous and working successfully in Wisconsin. And this was the first thing that came to mind because one of the best things that has happened here in Wisconsin in 2023 is world premiere Wisconsin. We have joining us today, um, Jen Hoff Gray. She's the artistic director and founder of Forward Theater. And, um, and she's also uh, the brainchild behind uh, world premiere Wisconsin. Jen, welcome to the show. Carousel, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Tell us, what is World Premiere Wisconsin? Okay, so the short answer is that World Premiere Wisconsin is an inaugural statewide festival celebrating the production of new plays and musicals happening all over the state. It started, the the festival run began on March 1st of this year, and it goes through June 30th. Um, And there have been nearly 50 productions happening all over the state as part of uh, this uh, first of its kind unique event. And the shows that are being performed when we're saying world premiere Wisconsin, does that mean they're new, new to Wisconsin? They are brand new to the world. Okay. So these are all brand new shows that have never been produced. So it's not just Wisconsin premiere. It is truly world premiere that is happening here in Wisconsin. Exactly. And the shows that are happening, uh, that are having their world premiere, are they local shows? Are they shows that have been thought of and created um, across the globe, across the country, or Wisconsin? Tell us how that happened. So uh, the answer is yes to both of those things. Yes. Um, the, The definition for us, for the participating companies, is that it is Wisconsin theater makers producing these works. Um, so the, the, the actors and the, you know, most of the, most of the actors and designers and, and the, the folks making the shows happen are all, they're all companies here in Wisconsin. Uh, many, many of the pieces have been written by Wisconsin playwrights. Some of them have been written by playwrights from really all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was not, um, a limitation that we put, uh, on companies as we took this up. The goal was to get as many theater makers in the state as possible committed to the idea of producing new work during this time frame um, and bringing bringing folks together to do that. And so um, it's thrilling how many are local writers, but all of them are local artists making them happen. What was the idea behind this? Why is it important that we have world premieres happening here in Wisconsin versus right there's shows every day in all of these theaters, but yeah. this is something new and special? So um, to answer that, I'll, I'll just tell the short version of the origin story of yes. World Premier Wisconsin, which is that in um, fall of 2018, so four and a half years ago now, um, I attended uh, the Statera conference that was being hosted in Milwaukee that year. And Statera is an organization for women in theater. It's a national organization. They do mentorship and things like that. 
So it was close by. It was in Milwaukee. I went. And one of the panelists that was presenting was Nan Barnett. She's the head of the National New Play Network. And she talked about the D.C. Women's Voices Theater Festival that she had produced in 2015 and again in 2018 when they were bringing theaters all over the the metro Washington, D.C. area to focus on plays uh, written by women. And I, while I was listening to her, you know, half of my brain was listening to her and taking notes on all the things she learned from that. But within minutes of listening to her talk about this project, I realized that it was um, uh, sort of making me think of an opportunity to accomplish a bunch of different goals that I've been thinking about for a while as it relates to theater and the arts here in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and the first was an opportunity to bring the people who make theater together. Um, you know, especially if you're on the staff of a theater company, or frankly, if you're a freelance director or designer, you can be very isolated from other people doing the same kind of work here in the state. You just go project to project, and there's very little chance to, to build, you know, real community. And if you're on staff for a nonprofit theater company, forget it. You are so head down doing the work that to talk to someone else who's a marketing director or an education director or an artistic director is um, it's a it's really rare, and yet we all know that when you talk to peers, that it can be such a valuable thing on a personal as well as a professional level. So the idea of working on a, a group project, I knew could be an opportunity to bring theater makers from across the state together. So that was goal number one. Goal number two, and I say this as someone who grew up in Wisconsin, but then spent 15 years living on the East Coast, working on Broadway and off-Broadway, we do amazing work here in the state of Wisconsin, and it is, for the large part, ignored or not understood or perceived at all. There's just this idea that American theater happens in New York City and nowhere else, right. maybe Chicago. Right. But the stuff that is done here is incredible, and it's, a lot of it is generative work, i.e. things that are created here, that are launched here, that may go off to go all over the world. Um, and whether that's actors, directors, designers, playwrights, incredible stuff is happening here. And I thought a big splashy festival could be a way to maybe just slightly begin to shift the national conversation into a broader understanding of what the American theater actually is. Um, and then the third, the third goal that we had was, you know what, let's make it a little bit easier and a little bit less scary to produce brand new work. We do a ton of new work at Forward. But it is a greater risk. It's titles that the audience doesn't already know and are maybe less likely to buy a ticket for. It usually costs more to do a new work because you're developing it and maybe you need extra rehearsal. You need to bring a playwright in, what have you. Um, you're, you're, you're sorting it all out during the rehearsal process. There's lots mm -hmm. of things that can make it more scary or more burdensome or, or just a bigger risk. And we thought that by making that the goal of this festival, it might mitigate some of that risk and even encourage people who've never tried it before to give it a, a whirl. So those those were the goals that we set. And as we enter the fourth month of this four-month festival, it's really thrilling to to know that we have succeeded on all of those fronts in beyond my wildest dreams. Well, and what's so interesting about that story is I'm waiting for you to say, and then the next piece is the audience is you know, dying to see new works. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because it's tricky. An audience is afraid sometimes to yep. see new works. Theater costs money. Theater takes time. Theater, yep. right, if you want to see new work, God, how do I know this is going to be good? And I'm going to say, right, as a huge theater buff, and I'm named after the musical, for goodness sakes, mm -hmm. every time I see the Forward Theater um, you know, annual announcement of the plays that they're going to do of course i automatically renew i'm renewing no matter what but then i Ooh. google them and i go "Ooh, what are these plays about what did the new york times say when it was off broadway what did chicago tribune say when it was playing in chicago and if it's a play that doesn't have any of that i go hmm i wonder and i i mean i just sort of yeah i mean here i am a huge theater goer and i'm a little hesitant to yep to, so talk to me about that yeah, so that is, I mean, that's kind of one of the implicit goals. You know, when I talk about that, making it easier for a company, um, so a little less risky, the hope was that by celebrating world premieres, by marketing them as, as part of the festival, by, by making it fun and exciting, that you can be the first 
to see something that may go on to a long and illustrious life, mm. that you can actually play a role in the development of that piece because we learn from those first audiences, from those first productions, and it may change the writing of the piece and how it goes off into the future. By celebrating that, the hope is that we could make it also seem cool and influential for the audience and not just risky. Because I will say this was always the case, but it is by a large degree exacerbated in this sort of post-COVID, was well, not really post-COVID, but for all intents and purposes, we're calling it this post-COVID as, world. As post as we're going to get. Right? As post as we're going to get, audiences have become uh, significantly more risk averse. And what mm. I'm hearing from colleagues all over the country is that when they program a, we've known it for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years title, a big Broadway musical, a super, super well-known script, those shows are doing very, very well, sometimes even meeting or even exceeding sales uh, from pre-COVID times. New stuff, for the most part, no. Um, I'm, I, I feel very lucky because I think Forward's audience is, is um, sort of bucking that trend a bit. And yes. we tend to do very well with newer work because our audience is kind of used to newer work here. But for the most part, audiences are being very risk shy right now. And so this festival was conceived pre-COVID, but we did kind of add as a goal when, when COVID hit that and everybody decided, yep, we are still committed. We're still going to go ahead with this festival you know, one of the, the goals we added was let's tell a positive story about our theater scene as we rebuild our companies um, after this pandemic. Well, it's almost like you're proving the audience desire to t take this risk. It's like, yeah, the excitement and the energy of it, you're, you're showing to us, OK, OK, maybe we'll it's world premiere. Maybe we'll try out a few plays and then. Hopefully the audience is learning along with you that, wow, taking a chance is pretty fabulous. What, yeah. what kind of feedback and things have you heard from people as the shows have been going on? It's been really great. What I, what I have seen, um, some big messages that I've heard. First of all, there's a lot of companies that I know only uh, programmed these world premieres because of the festival. Mm -hmm. They used, it, it was a reason to take a risk. It was a an impetus to maybe bump up a project that had been sort of in development for years and years and never kind of, you know, got it off the fence, right? Um, and I know that quite a few of these productions have been experiencing record box office. Wow. And I think it's, um, I do think that the festival contributed to that. There's been a lot of marketing. We received a, a joint effort marketing grant from the Department of Tourism that allowed us to spend a little bit of money um, advertising the festival itself. And I think drawing attention to the festival helped draw attention and potential ticket buyers to all of these individual productions. So we've heard some really good um, anecdotal data about ticket sales, and we're going to be compiling all of all of that at the end of the festival. Um, and I've just been hearing from some really enthusiastic patrons who love new work, who are excited by the chance to see something that, that's brand new. We have this very cool digital passport that you can get online that lets you check in at, at, um, at every uh, event that you attend that's part of the festival and you can get swag uh, and, um, and all kinds of fun things for seeing multiple productions. Mm -hmm. And I know we've got a couple of completists out there wow. who are trying to see you know, every everything show. they can Holy moly. Um, and rack up, rack up those points. And, and I, I love that. Let's make it, you know, a sport. Let's make it a game. <laughs> well, and help us understand. So, you're more than 50 productions overall. You were saying where where um, have been some of the shows and and how many how many communities and how many theaters have been involved? Yeah, so it's it's actually it's just under 50. I think we were at maybe 47. There were a couple of last minute uh, ads that came in, so I, it's an approximate number. But um, what's been really uh, exciting is that there's been a ton have been in the three main geographic center. So there's been a bunch in Madison. Madison really threw down for this. I'm really grateful. Um, Milwaukee, of course, where the majority of, of you know, theater companies, uh, it's the largest theater community in the state. Door County as well. There's really great participation up in that area. Um, but then there have really been, there's actually like 2022 different communities around the state are represented wow. um, uh, in this festival. So that's so cool. And I, I, yeah, it's it's been a joy. And what, what I love too about the festival is building relationship. It's not just the 13 professional companies 
that there are in the state of Wisconsin. Um, there's academic theaters that are participating, high schools, colleges. There's community theaters. There's um, semi-professional companies. We've got everything ranging from, you know, La Follette High School doing an evening of original student-written works um, up to uh, the, the Kenosha um, Carthage College did a verbatim theater piece uh, talking to residents about the aftermath of the Jacob Blake shooting and using that for some community healing. You've got the flagship theaters like Milwaukee Rep doing major new plays. I mean, it, it's all those kinds of things. And we've had a couple of festival gatherings throughout these last months to bring together the theater makers working on these shows. And it's so thrilling to see a high school student who works at first stage uh, in Milwaukee uh, sort of talking with um, one of the APT core company actors that they've been watching for years and building relationships. So, yeah, all, all goodness. That's really just fantastic. And I want to talk with you more about, you know, the connection that it has made right within the theater group. But let's take a break right here. We are talking right now with Jenna Poffgray. She is uh, sort of the brainchild, the founder. Jen, is that the right word? The founder of the world premiere? Or creator, sure. Creator. And also the artistic director and founder of Forward Theater. Um, It's just so fabulous to have these conversations. And Jade, our wonderful uh, producer, she's here in the studio with us. Hello, Jade. I sure am. Yeah, I've really been enjoying this conversation with Jen. One thing I... Um, love about our show is that we're able to kind of find a balance between local things that are happening in Madison and telling um, our community about, you know, something I hadn't heard about, about um, Wisconsin premiere until you brought it up and you said this awesome thing's happening. We have to talk to my friend, Jen. And I said, absolutely. What's her phone number? I'll call her. (laughs) You're calling her yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, and then we also have, you know, experts worldwide um, that we get on the show. Yeah. Um, And occasionally just like, what was it? Was it last week that we had um, Dr. uh, uh, Moreno on the show? Yes. Who is a world. A national expert here in In our own backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're just able to do really amazing things and find um, both the, the experts in our, in our, in our uh, city and in our state um, to talk about what's going on in our city and our state and also find experts to talk about what's just going on in culture in general. Um, And we are here to just ask you to continue helping us make this happen, right? It's, um, you know, we are community run, we're volunteer run, but we are also community supported. We can't do it without, without the funds. Give us a call at area code 608-256-2001, where you can pledge online, org. Jade, are we... You were telling me we need, we want five we, donors. What we are need, we looking for? We need five donors. So I need um, five people who can make a, you know, anywhere from $5 to $105, whatever fits in your, your budget. We need five of you um, to make a donation during this hour. And then if any of you are a monthly donor who, um, who, you know, have a couple dollars come out of your account each month. Maybe now's the time to increase it, right? Inflation's mm-hmm. inflation's if, impacting all of us. Um, it's more expensive to do the things that we used to be able to do. Um, so you know, maybe maybe increase your amount by uh, five dollars here, ten dollars there. Um, that is a huge uh, one of the big things that we're also looking for. Yes. So five new do- or five donors um, to just give a you know dollar amount and one person to increase their. Um, increase their amount that they're already giving monthly. Easy peasy. We can do that. Easy peasy. We can totally do that. Give us a call at area code 608-256-2001, extension 1. Jade, do we know who's uh, helping us in? Yeah, we do. We have... um we have both Ken and Mary Jo waiting Woo-hoo! on the phone. Thank you. Yeah, they're over there um, waiting for you to call them, like Carousel said, at 608-256-2001, extension 1. Um, you can also go online, wortfm.org. There's like a big orange button. It's incredibly painless. Um, if you like <laughs> use PayPal, your information's already there. You can do it, you know, while you're... It takes a second. Yeah, you're like on your lunch break and you're sitting in your car and you're like, well, I don't really want to call because I'm, you know, scarfing down the sandwich, you know, I know you're on your phone already. Just uh, (laughs) Just add a quick punch and then you're on it. Send us a couple dollars. I mean, and 
I really appreciate your comment, Jade, about the the conversations we have on the show. They don't happen anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I love NPR. I love all the news sources that we have. Thank goodness for all of them. Wart is so unique in that we are here having a detailed conversation with Jenna Puff Gray, but we're having detailed conversations with people all the time, linking what's happening locally to what's happening nationally. Call in. You have a question. You have a thought. When else does that happen? You know, you get you get two minute stories are the long stories on other radio stations. And here we get 45 minutes, 50 minutes in detail and back and forth and dialogue that you will never see anywhere else. You will never hear anywhere else. Please support us. Thank you already for all that you've done um, to our fabulous listeners and help us keep going. Actually, you know what? I have we got some good news in just that little <gasps> bit. Woo! Bell, bell, bell. Uh, we had a donation from Jen, and I will just mm. give everyone a I heads wonder up. Which Jen, that is. That it's so, so many it's so easy to go online to donate. That um, our our guest today even made the donation. Yeah. Um, which means that I can stop talking to you. I'm going to wait for the, the rest of the people to call in or to, to go online and donate. Um, and I'll let Carousel go back to talking to Jen. Fantastic. Thank you, Jade. Yeah, and of remember course. again, area code 608-256-2001, extension 1, or WORTFM.org. So easy that even while you're on the show, you have a moment to stop and punch. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you very much for your support. And tell us. I want to really take a deeper dive into the conversation about really what I'm hearing is building the theater community mm-hmm. on all levels. How important is that to 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 make sure that people know that in Wisconsin, this is a place where you can have a professional, successful life yeah. as an artist? Well... I'm going to answer that by saying that one of the most important, foundationally important things that has come out of World Premier Wisconsin uh, happened three years ago when we had just really started. You know, I like I said, I cooked up the scheme in fall of 2018, started reaching out to some of the flagship companies around the state to, to get their buy in. And by late, by, by fall of 2019, we had talked to all of the professional companies and, and just, you know, for, for shorthand, we had to define professional companies and we just said those that use a, you know, season long contracts with the actors union okay. just to have a, you know, a, a definition. A baseline. For that. Yep. Yeah. And so by that definition, there's currently 13 companies in the state. Right. And so by, by late summer of 2019, all 13 had said, we're down to participate in one form or another. And so we had this wonderful kickoff conversation. We all got together at Ten Chimneys uh, Estate in Genesee Depot. Um, they've come on as a, a sponsoring organization to support this this endeavor. And and it was such a great. I mean, I met people who I had never met before, and we started building this relationship. Well, we all know what happened a few months later, in March of 2020, right? And all of our theaters shut down, mm-hmm. along with everything else. And. And here we were being faced with this truly existential threat to our industry and to our individual companies. And we started having Zoom meetings of the leadership of those professional companies the first week of April of 2020. And those have continued as monthly meetings since then. Hmm. And the ways in which we were able to support each other, first of all, just emotional support about how stressful um, and scary all of it was. But we shared information on um, testing, on streaming platforms, on how people were filming, on on negotiations with the union about safety protocols, um, all of the things that we were having. We were having to figure out how to be epidemiologists and public health advocates and filmmakers in this tiny little window of time when we were all stuck in our homes right. and we talked and starting to each from other. scratch, start, there were no, no one, there's no roadmap yeah. on how to do this. So right. we didn't have to individually invent every single wheel. We were sharing what we learned as we learned it with each other. And it saved all of us. It saved all of us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, that kind of um, community and reliance on each other was something that we hoped would be an end result of building this festival. And in fact, it happened before the festival even began. And it's, um, it's incredible. 
it's been an incredible resource. And we have been talking to each other throughout and we've been talking to each other about when the government funding came out and people were trying to navigate um, those applications. Um, in the summer of 2020, we were uh, sharing information about our efforts in DEI work. I mean, mm -hmm. it's been an unbelievable community that came about as a result of this. And is how unique is this? I mean, by creating this community, are you then seeing Wisconsin as a destination of if someone is a artist, a, a director, mm -hmm. um, an actor, a, a lighting designer, all of these things that Wisconsin can be a place that they can live and be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is certainly my hope. My hope is that uh, folks who work in the field will see that this happened and go, wow, this is a really exciting place to work. This is a place that values innovative theater, that values risk-taking, um, that, that values this, this theater field. Because, you know, side note, but the reason contemporary theater can exist is because companies like all of these World Premier Wisconsin participants invest in the development of new plays. Mm -hmm. It takes more work. It takes more money to take a play from its first iteration on the page to a fully produced script that can be licensed by other companies. And we benefit at Forward from all the other theaters all over the country who have invested in the plays that we like to then license and bring here. And so in a sense, we are paying it forward, pardon the, the pun, by now investing in, in our own works. And so, so that's a big part of it. We want, us, we want the theater field to see that. We want audiences to be excited by that. But honestly, I'm also hoping that other states or metro regions around the country might look at what we did here at, with World Premier Wisconsin and go, that seems like we a model we could replicate. Yeah. And I would love to share everything that we learned putting this together with colleagues around the country and have them run with it, because I think this could absolutely be, um, you know, picked up and, and replicated elsewhere. Well, you're making the arts a profession that is not just something that, oh, I'd love to be an actress, but I guess I'll go and learn how to be an accountant. Right. I mean, right? you're making it that it, it's a real world, a real profession that hopefully I it would be great to see that replicated across well, the country. And honestly, a part of the messaging is if we can do it here, not only coming out of this multi-year horrible pandemic that literally closed us down, not only has that been the circumstances, and that's the case for everyone all over the country, but Wisconsin to our everlasting shame, remains 50th in the nation for arts funding. Hmm. Arts funding per capita in the state of Wisconsin is currently, I believe, 14 cents. Wow. In Michigan, in, in, sorry, in Minnesota, it's close to $8. In Illinois, it's close to $6 Jeez per capita. Louise. And here it is 14 cents. Now, Governor Evers, to his credit, um, in, in the budget proposal that he put out a few months ago, had proposed creating an arts endowment with some of the, the state surplus that would still leave us near the bottom of the list. Sure, but, you have but, so far but, to go. But, but, but multiply several fold the amount of funding that the state has to give out. Now, of course, that got taken out of the budget, like, like everything else. But I know that a lot of advocacy is going on to try to see if this can happen legislatively. But we are 50th in the nation, and it is horrifying. And one of the things, and this is me on my soapbox a little bit, but one no. of the things that makes Good. me absolutely nuts is that I hear all the time from businesses, from politicians, this idea, well, times are hard. We can't, the state can't afford to support the arts. And let's be really clear, the state doesn't support the arts. The arts support the state. We are a major economic generator for this state. We surpass many other industries in terms of how much cold, hard cash is generated mm -hmm both for the state coffers and for our local communities by arts organizations. We are a massive economic driver and, in, and investing in arts organizations is a really smart financial investment because tell that us, money comes back. Tell us more about that because that was part of, you know, part on my list of questions too, of, of the, you know, the business sense of not just are we now making Wisconsin a place where artists can thrive, Wisconsin a place where people can see the amazing work of artists, but that all sort of comes together. That makes you want to live in Wisconsin. That wants quality of life. Arts, arts is essential. I mean, that's a, perhaps a whole nother conversation, but yeah. how did we all survive the pandemic 
I mean, you want to look at Forward Theater's production of Amateurs, and boy, is that a fabulous reflection of of the real world that we were living in, even though, right, the irony of Amateurs was scheduled before the pandemic, but... I mean, and I remember, I think, even talking to you and others about the book Station Eleven. These are things that, right, even though that's not that, even though that's not theater, the importance of the arts. And so I'm getting sidetracked a little bit, but yeah. talk to us about the economic impact, right. the quality of life, the, the, the benefit of all of this beyond just artistic expression. Right. So there's so it's really kind of threefold. Um, if we move once we move beyond, as you say, the benefits of artistic expression and having those those um, experiences that are very quality of life that do make us better humans. So let's yeah. just assume we all agree that that has great value. Terrific. Um, having a strong arts ecosystem in a state, first of all, um, when it, it helps us attract talent in all other industries. You know, my husband is a recruiter. He helps place executive leadership at, at companies and nonprofits all over the state. Yes. People want to move to a thriving and robust community. And arts is one of the major indicators of that. So he'll take people down to Overture Center. He will show off what we have to offer here in Madison. And that is often a selling point for people and families to want to, to make their lives here. So that that is a way that we contribute. Also, when artists can afford to live here in our state, then you have a more robust creative class. And that means you've got creative thinkers living and working in your community. So regardless of whether those folks are working full time as artistic professionals, and this goes beyond theater, but all the other arts and music and visual and dance. That means that the people who are volunteering at their kids' schools, who go to the libraries, who drive on the roads, who utilize public services, these are creative thinkers. And they are, you know, participating and voting members of the society. You want a robust creative class. And then, as I was saying earlier, it's a massive economic driver. When people come to see, I'll just use Forward as an example. So first thing that happens is we hire people to work on the shows. And we hire over 90% people who live in the state of Wisconsin, mostly local to the Madison area. So we are paying people and they're paying taxes on all of that. And that's going into the coffers. We buy a lot of our materials that we use to put on our productions locally. We rent office space locally. We, you know, all of our professional services are local businesses. So we put all of that money into the local economy. Then someone buys a ticket. They're, when they buy a ticket to Forward, they're supporting Overture Center because the box office takes fees out of that. Mm-hmm. Sales tax gets paid off of that. They park in the, in the, in the ramps and the city takes, takes that money. They go to dinner. They go shopping on State Street. You know, there have yes. been tons of studies on the massive economic impacts that happens when people attend arts events. And um, we really need to get politicians away from thinking that, in, that giving money to support arts organizations is somehow charitable. It's a business investment. Right. It's a business investment that pays a very, very high rate of return. I want to talk a little bit about forward theater. Um, sure. And because I think that sort of it foreshadows all of these things that you're talking about with uh, world premiere Wisconsin. When you, uh, you were part of the team that founded forward theater. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of why forward theater? How did it come up and, and the mission of forward theater, how it was different from the uh, Madison rep that uh, was its predecessor? Yeah. So uh, forward was founded in March of 2009 uh, during the last big economic recession um, and it was founded because the Madison Rep, as you mentioned, but not just the Rep, there were three professional theater companies in southern Wisconsin that closed in that six-month period. Mm. This is during the 2008-2009 um, economic uh, crash. And um, there was this real sense of those jobs for theater professionals we were talking about earlier disappearing from the region and that folks would either leave the state to continue to be working theater professionals, or they would leave the profession. And that would be terrible for all of the reasons discussed earlier. And so uh, a group of folks who lived in the Madison area who were theater professionals gathered at the home of Celia Clare, um, who brought us all together um, just to say, hey, what can we do about that? And I, you know, I brought some, some thoughts to that meeting. And um, 
And it was really sort of sketching out this idea of, of Forward being a very community-centered professional company. And, and part of our mission yes. is being a home base for Wisconsin theater professionals, but also for audiences, and really prioritizing the symbiotic relationship between these artists that make the work and the audiences that come and see it, and to make it um, a conversation and not a monologue. Um, and that was really kind of our, our um, founding ethos. And um, we, we really kind of haven't looked back since then. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I've been a Forward Theater subscriber from the start. It was yes, the, you first, have. <laughs> the first thing, the first thing I did after, right, my second daughter was born. And we, I said, we got to get out of the house. I can't take this anymore. Right. You're, <laughs> you're overwhelmed and half asleep. And uh, we went to uh, a forward theater play. We left it intermission because I was afraid I was going to fall asleep because I had like a four month old. Right. Sure. But that first that first half of, of All About Eve was everything for me. I was like, oh, woo, we made it to the theater. I mean, it was just so good. Well, so and good. that's why we always say subscribe because then it's on your calendar. Because right. I have been that new mom who needs to get out of the house. And if something isn't on my calendar in advance. It's simply never going to happen. Right, right, <laughs> right. And then you're guaranteed amazing art. Um, all right, we're going to pivot for a second back to Jade. Hello, Jade. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing so-so, Carousel. Uh, why is that, Jade? Because I don't get to ring my bell. I know. Let's ring it. Yeah. Let's ring it soon. What do we need to do to ring it? I need at least four people, four of you listeners. I'm talking to you right now who's sitting next to your radio or at your computer listening to the the live feed online. I need you to go online at wortfm.org or I need you to call the station at 608-256-2001 extension one and make a donation carousel this is our summer pledge drive which is only a week right i know the first like the first couple shows of pledge drive it's easy to like sit on your heels and not uh, warm into it but we don't have that we don't have that also i mean you know we're a public affair is a collective of five hosts and you know we're all friendly and all of our wins are everyone's wins but it's kind of a competition like don't <laughs> don't make carousel I'm be in so the back <laughs> i'm so uncompetitive bring me up there jade okay i'll be competitive come on yeah come on wednesday like, a public affair the best public affair absolutely absolutely i mean i can't say that i all, all of them are great <laughs> oh wow but, you lead me down this road and then you <laughs> abandon me i see how it works but the all listeners right. can join you i think on this if you really appreciate what Wednesdays bring um, if it's a you know a little help a boost that gets you through the, your week you know it's really the it's the midpoint of the middle of the day of the yes. middle of the week um, you reason know, to celebrate yes reason to celebrate everything is downhill in a good way after after today <laughs> <laughs> we've made it this far and mm -hmm. we really hope that you can join us in supporting the great work that we do and the conversations that we have that you can't hear anywhere else at area code 608-256-2001 extension one or wortfm.org yeah absolutely and like a, a good reminder for that too is that this is your time to like this is this is one of the few times during this, the year that you could have really show how much you appreciate how much how much this show brings to your yeah. life yeah um you know we are free we're commercial free we're not getting you know money from you know some big corporation who's telling you about i don't know whatever in, in our ads um we're just we're, you know we're just us we're just here we're running on we're madisonians yeah yeah right we're just your neighbors um and we're bringing conversations that we feel are, are important to you and we're also listening to you right yes we're here literally on a public affair you can call and, and tell us your thoughts about the show that we're doing or you know my inbox is always open right if you have an idea you heard of something you want us to to cover something more you can always send us either you know an email to myself at talk at wardfm.org i'll give my email address right now um or you know on the website there's a you know tell us about it you know yeah. you can go online and that'll go to all the hosts of a public affair it'll go, go to all the hosts of the buzz it'll go to the news department um, and we hear those and we read them and we get feedback, you know, 
complimenting us and and challenging us to do better or or to take a different perspective. And those, I take them to heart and I know everyone at WART does. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're we're here listening and um, it's a community, right? We can't do it without our volunteers. We can't do it without our small staff team and we can't do it without listener sponsors. So you who is listening, be the listener sponsor um, and donate a little bit of your money. I heard uh, someone say on the show when I was driving today, um, I don't remember which show, but they said that it costs like $96 or something for one hour of radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, may, if you have $96 just laying around, make a $96 <laughs> donation. We also have some good uh, good gifts that we can also give you. So, um, you know, if you gave us $69, that would put you in line for getting the, our cute new our cute new bucket hats. Awesome. Um, Very trendy. My daughters yeah. love their buckets. Bucket hats. Yeah. And, and it's just go. like, it's really slick. It just says WORT 89.9 FM. Perfect. That's it. all you need. That's all just you need. And then everyone knows how awesome you are as you're walking around. Town. Absolutely. So um, I'm, we're going to go back to the show yep. in just a second. Um, but please, please, please. I need four of you to go online or to call the station. So WORT FM dot ORG or 608 256 001 extension one um truly you are an important part of this show and and your support makes this the show happen thank you jade and we'll get back to you uh just uh, at the end of the show thank you so much um jen i want to now turn back to um world premiere wisconsin tell us about the logistics of it i got to, i got to be part of um a handful of of uh, talkbacks for the monologue festival. And the question that kept coming up, which I didn't realize, you know, all these things, but the question that kept coming up was how do you select them? Tell us about the logistics. Um, so tell us about the logistics in this. How were the world premieres chosen? That is an excellent question. And honestly, it was left to each individual company. Okay. So the way that we went about this is, um, you know, as I said earlier in the conversation, we started by reaching out to all of the professional companies in the state. And it was because we knew that these were organizations with staff and with at least some financial resources. And all of those companies um, put in, you know, staff time helping organize the logistics of the festival, as well as a little bit of funding. So we'd have a little a little kitty of money to, you know, put up a website and, and, and all of that. Um, and then we reached out to the um, leadership of, like I said, all those academic and community theaters and semi-professional companies all over the state. And what we said is do a world premiere, do anything you want to do. You could commission something, which is what we did at Forward, where we reached out to a playwright we know and love and said, we would like you to write a play for us. Here's some money. Go write the play. Um, You could pick a new play that someone has submitted to you. You could reach out um, and call for submissions, um, or uh, Fantastic. you could just find someone to write something for you. But we, we again, we didn't want to restrict um, how those plays got chosen by the different theaters because our goal was to get as many organizations participating as possible. Um, and it's why we didn't put any restrictions on what sort of theme the plays didn't have to have a theme. They didn't have to be set in Wisconsin. They didn't have to, you know meet any criteria other than Mm -hmm. being brand new and something that the company wanted to produce. Um, We also did offer an option and several people took us up. People could self-produce something. So we had quite a few playwrights who had written new works and said, you know what? I'm going to produce a workshop of this. I'll find a place to do it. I'll find some actors and we'll, we'll, it just needed to be a public reading that people could come to. And then you got to be part of the the festival. festival. Oh, fantastic. And so, yeah. It was great. Something we've touched on throughout this conversation um, was about the strength of the talent here in Wisconsin. Talk to me about that. Were people surprised? Were you all surprised? Has the public been surprised at the ability to do so many world premiere productions because we have that much talent and, you know, artists and theaters and writers and all of those things? I wasn't surprised at all. I knew how much great stuff was out there, which is why I wanted to do this. But yes, I think there has been a lot of surprise, um, you know, in the press that I've heard from audience members um, uh, and also from from some of the artists. You know, some of the some of the folks working on some of these projects were coming in from out of state. Um, uh, I think of uh, the amazing playwright Lloyd Sa, 
who wrote um, The Heart Sellers that was the premiere done at Milwaukee Rep earlier this spring. My God, was that a beautiful play. And I think it's going to get done all over the country in the coming hmm. seasons. Um, and uh, I had a lovely conversation with the two actresses um, who had never been in Wisconsin before that, that Milwaukee hey, Rep hey. brought in to play those roles. And they were blown away um, by what was happening here. Uh, and so I... Yeah, I think there is a lot of um, surprise because we haven't celebrated publicly as a group what we collectively accomplish here in this state before now. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that that's one of the things that is changed by the existence of World Premier Wisconsin. So we still have time, right? It's May 31st. Yep. How can people learn about shows that ha- are still available to see? It runs through the end of June, correct? Tell us yep. more. Great. So the, the first and easiest thing to do is to jump on the website, which is worldpremierwisconsin.com. Um, and you can see all of the plays that are coming up. You can read all about the festival. You can download the passport there, which is just super fun and interactive. Um, but we have events coming up. Like I said, there's quite a bit happening in Door County. There's a new musical called Super You coming at Skylight Music Theater in Milwaukee that just opened and it runs through June 18th. Um, there's, uh, stuff here in Madison, music theater of Madison is doing a one night workshop of a show called micro on June 9th. Um, yeah. Penn players, Northern sky, Waukesha civic theater, prism youth theater, stage Q here in Madison, um, Bard and bourbon, who am I forget? It's, it's, it's a wonderful, so wonderful list. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So even though so much has happened, there's still so much left more theater to be enjoyed. It's never too late to uh, That's right. To be part of it. And my final question for you is, so what happens after this? You you don't just say um, world premiere Wisconsin. You say the inaugural year of world sure. premiere Wisconsin. What does that mean? So I'll be really honest. I say inaugural because it is. It's the first. We made a pledge at the beginning of this process that the goal was to do it once and then to talk about whether we wanted to do it again. And so if this was the only time we did it, I would mark it up as a huge success. We achieved every goal. I think we've changed the landscape forever in our ecosystem. At the same time, I think it'd be awesome if this became a regular event, not an every year event. Sure. Three, four, every five years, who knows? And so one of the first things we'll be doing after June 30th is reaching out to every participating theater and talking with them about what they would like to see happen next. You know, do they want to do it again? How often would be the right sort of time frame? And, and what resources are out there? Because I'll be honest, it was really expensive to do this. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a heavy lift. And so if we want to repeat it, you know, we'll certainly need some financial support uh, to make that happen. But I, I can't imagine that we're not going to want to build on, on this really successful event and, and have it come back again. Well, and it's so exciting to think that if, if this was something every five years or less or yeah. more, whatever that looked at, the, the thoughts that that would put in all the artists and all right. the producers and the, planning and the writers and the actors of, oh, my God, I want next time I want to be in on this next time. How, how do I leave the green work now? How do I write? How do I start writing my play now? How do I start getting involved in a theater? Because then I can be a producer five years from now or all these different things that the, you're creating this world by doing that. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, I think um, that it's been wonderful talking with you. We're going to just celebrate all that you've done. Congratulations, Jen, uh, Jen, uh, Jen Puff Gray. But congratulations, Jen, for all of your work. Um, huge success with World Premier Wisconsin, with Forward Theater. We are so fortunate to have you in Wisconsin and um, can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you, Carousel. I appreciate it. And I hope that the the fun, the Pledge Week goes well. I was really um, happy and inspired to contribute, not just because of this conversation, but, you know, one of the things WART does, too, is it helps train a, a generation of, of young journalists. My yes. son was an intern um, on air for a couple of years while he was in high school here. He's now a sophomore at the journalism school at Northwestern, and his experience with WART was really formative for him. So um, that's another way you guys are really contributing um, to the broader community. So, so thank you for that. That's fantastic. And I, um, I know you've shared the work that he has been doing on Facebook and, and to know that Wart got to, you know, have him when he began and that he's blossoming into this, this, you know, 
professional journalists. It's, it's just wonderful. That really does show the work that we do here in Ward. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's really great. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. Thanks, Carousel. Thanks, Jade. And Jade, our uh, final three minutes here. What do you got? Anything? I've I, been moving around. Yeah, I do. I have some good news. Also, Woo! Jen, is was your son's name Seeger? Is that who I'm thinking of? I, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I Great. We have a lot of um, great y- young and old folks here at WORT, and Seeger was a, a, a blast to work with. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what your donations go to, you know, is helping us have this really robust news team. You know, people can learn how to write a news story. They can learn how to read the news on air. They can learn how to engineer like our, our Dave back here who's making a sound good on the air today. Um, and that's all Wart provides to the community as well as to its volunteers and your dollars support that. Yes. And the critical thinking that comes along with it, not just being a news reporter anywhere. You're a news reporter at Wart, where we really value taking a deeper dive, having a better analytical understanding of of local politics, local news, how it affects us, what's happening on a national level and how it affects us. No one else is having that conversation, taking the big picture and making it understandable on a local level that how it really affects you on a day-to-day basis. Those conversations and that work only happens at WORT. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I got so excited about Seeger that I forgot to ring my bell. (laughs) Yay, bell time. Yeah, so during um, the last little bit, we got um, a donation from Glenn Will from Madison. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Um, And uh, they... Uh, he donated to uh, saying that one of his favorite shows is All Around Jazz. So he likes this show and All Around Jazz. I love jazz. We have plenty of jazz on this on this radio station. You know, I think the thing, one of the magics of war is you can turn it on at any hour and hear something, you know, you wouldn't expect. Yes. Right. Yes. We have a, we're going to have a great guest on at noon. We're going to have a, a Letters and Politics, which is a great show based out of Berkeley um, right after this. And then we have all sorts of music often jazz in the next hour um but you can hear music from around the world news from around the world we are doing doing it all here at wort and it's not too late to play it isn't it's it's, first of all it's never too late we would love to um especially right now is the time we can get you in and count you for this show we would love your support at area code 608-256-2001 or wortfm.org i want to also, have a huge thank you and shout out um, to Dave for engineering, yeah. Jade, all your producing, every show, day in and day out. You make the show the success that it is. Thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, um, staffing the phones, we had Mary Jo and I forgot. Hey, Ken. Who and Ken, Ken. Yeah. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, Ken. All volunteers, all people. I'm a volunteer. This is my favorite thing that I do. The job baloney. I'll come here every day. This is the best. Um, and it's such an honor to be part of these conversations. Um, that isn't lost on me. The the complete the complete honor to be part of WORT. And we cannot do it without the community support. Again, area code 608-256-2001, extension 1, or WORTFM.org. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, is if you go online right now, the rest of the or you, go, if you call right now, the rest of the week, you're just going to be listening, being like, I already made my donation. Right. I'm a part of chilling. this. They're thinking me, um, you know, because you are here making making sure that WORT 89.9 FM Madison is happening um, and we are on the airs, air airwaves. So make that call. Go online. Um, it's, a, it's a great show and, and we appreciate all your support. Um, and we'll fantastic yeah we'll, we'll catch you next week right thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone thank you again Jen Apoff Gray for a fabulous conversation and the great work that you're doing we will see everyone again next week